Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Thursday morning. And a reminder in the next hour at 830, we're going to be, we're not going to have the 830 news, but we're going to be joined at 830 by Brian Helgelin, the writer and director of Finest Kind, the Academy Award winner. He won the Academy Award for LA Confidential. Actually had the, uh, the distinction of being one of the only people, there's only a handful of people, I think three total, who have won an Academy Award and a Razzie in the same year. The Razzie is the awards that they give out for the worst movies. Uh, he won the Academy Award for LA Confidential and he won the Razzie for The Postman starring Kevin Costner. So I liked it. I thought it was an interesting movie. I thought that was okay. I thought Waterworld was okay. They're, you know, these kind of epics that you think are launching a world but then doesn't really take off. Uh, also... Want to thank the people who um, sent in the app chat messages, Mully in Fairhaven, Ducky in New Bedford, uh, both pointing out that the bullpen is what became top shelf. So I just knew about it. I had never actually been. The only By the time I had gone there, it was already top shelf. I went there for a restaurant review when I was doing dine-outs for the Standard Times. And by this point, you know, my son was older, and he had become quite the connoisseur of uh, chicken tenders, and mozzarella sticks, <laughs> his two favorite things. And when we went to Top Shelf, his mind was blown because they his favorite thing was buffalo chicken. And his second favorite thing was mozzarella sticks. And they had buffalo mozzarella sticks. And that just blew his mind. So, uh, but I, I got to go to a lot of different places. And I, I can't even keep track of them all in my head. I'll think back and say, Wait, what was that place? Is that place still open? I'm not, I don't remember. Like, I remember what I had, but I can't remember exactly which place it was in. And it doesn't help that the Standard Times has horrible archives. They, um, they lost a good portion of the digital archives. 
like stuff that they were putting up on the website, they just lost and it never was put back up. So there's a lot of work that I did during my, my time period there, my 20 years there, that is not, not available anymore. A lot of my old wrestling columns, some of my Patriots stuff, Celtic stuff, and dine-outs. And it's, it's sad because I wish I had thought to... I mean, I used to collect physical clips. But I don't, um, I don't have them anymore. But I used to clip them out of the newspaper and save them. And then I realized, like, they wouldn't give me the newspaper for free. They wouldn't give me a subscription. They told me I had to pay for it. So I said, well, I'm not going to pay for it. So I stopped clipping. Um, but I, was, I wish I had kind of kept those dine-outs just as a, like a scrapbook of my son growing up because we started off before we were, I think it was before we were even married, we were doing those. And then we got married, had a child. Remember the first one we brought him out to as a baby was what was then Pasta House, now Boca. We, we brought him over there and, uh, and he got sick all over the floor, <laughs> all over the carpet. And, um, you know, then taking him to different places as we went along. And maybe, maybe that's why I'm not married anymore, from having to make decisions about dine-out. No, 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 I'm just kidding. But uh, the, you know, the experiences that we had in some of those places were always good. There was only like a, a few of them that we had a bad experience at. And even then, like, we weren't really supposed to beat up on the restaurant but man, I wanted to beat up on one. We went to, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. It might pop into my head. And maybe some of you out there remember. You can send me an app chat message or call in or whatever. But it was a restaurant that was in Lakeville near where they had that little bowling alley. They were like kind of in the same parking lot near the Lakeville Hospital. And it closed down many years ago. But we did a review of it. And while we were there, it was kind of a busy night. I want to say it was a Thursday night, but I could be wrong. Usually the dine-out ran on Thursday, so usually I was like doing a review on Tuesday night so I could have time to write it to get into the paper for Thursday because I always waited to the last minute. But uh, we went to this restaurant when it was kind of busy, and because it was not far from my in-laws, we were able to leave Adam there with them and, and go out and have a nice night out. And we're like, all right, we're going to have a nice dinner. It was, it was a nice restaurant. It wasn't, you know, super fancy, but it wasn't casual. Well, it was casual, but it wasn't like, you know, chain dining. And we sat down and we were kind of excited to have a night out and to have a dinner out. And a waiter spins around with a tray full of glasses of water and spills them all down my wife's back. And then when she gets upset about it, rightly so, he looked at her and said, oh, relax, it's only water. And that was just the beginning of what was a bad night. Now they're no longer open, but it wasn't, it wasn't my fault. I didn't, I didn't write a, I think I had to mention that in the review, but I don't think that I uh, really beat up on them. I don't really, never really beat up on anybody. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Were you talking about Dewey's? That might have been it. Yeah, it was up near um, 
way, way up, going towards almost into Middleborough, but not quite. Yeah, and they had the the, the uh, recreation lanes, bowling alley. Yes. Yep, yep, yeah. that was it, Dewey's. Okay, have a good day. Merry Thank Christmas. You. To you as well. And, uh, yeah, well, it's more like, do we apologize for spilling water down the back, or do we tell her, or, or do we tell her it's only water? Well, do we stay open very long after that happens? That's a big no. Oh, thanks. Tim in New Bedford uh, also said the same thing. Dewey's. I had totally blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to remember what the name of that place was. But we, we had the chance to go to a lot of different places that are, that are gone. And it was always the inevitable, we really liked a place. And then by the time we decided to go back, you know, we'd have to go into another dine out. And so it's like we, we always went to these places with the intention of saying, oh, we're definitely going to be back here. And then we never were. And then eventually they ended up closing as restaurants do. All right. Since I got on the topic, I'll tell you my favorite one of all time. And I, it, I shouldn't say favorite. But this is. I'm not going to name the restaurant, but it was in the south end of New Bedford. It was a nice place. Uh, we went, we, so I, I used to get assigned these dine-outs. Uh, you know, this wasn't a matter of like, I just went where I wanted to go. Uh, Joanna Weeks, who was the editor who handled the, the restaurant reviews, her and myself and sometimes Dan Pyers and um, who else at the time? I mean, I remember Dick White was part of it, but we had this rotation of reviewers so that somebody didn't have to go out every week. And do a review and you got different perspectives. And so, you know, Joanna and her husband, Loring, would be like, we're going to go do the, the nice places. And I would be doing like the family places because I had a family. Like I had a wife and a small child. So we'd go and do those family places. I was kind of like the everyman blue collar guy, which was, uh, you know, kind of Dan's role too. But every once in a while I got to do a nicer place and but I would just basically be assigned a place and then I would go and sometimes I would pitch a place and if it hadn't been done, Joanna would say, okay. But generally, you know, we had a, a list of how to handle this so that we didn't all go to the same place or go to the go to a place too soon since the last time it had been reviewed. And I got sent to a place in the South End of New Bedford that's no longer there and I'll tell you why. When we walked in, I took my two friends, Matt and Nick, Matt Costa, who used to do Spooky South Coast with me and his cousin Nick, we went to this place on a Sunday night. There was nobody else in the place. Sunday night, like 6, 7 o'clock, nobody else in the place. We had a fantastic meal, a great time, awesome service, and I wrote a very glowing review. Turned it in on Monday, Tuesday, whatever day I turned it in. It runs in the paper on Thursday. Thursday night. Now, this place had been dead. Nobody had been going in to this relatively new place. I think it was relatively new. Thursday night, the day the review comes out, that night, they are slammed. Slammed because of the review. People are coming in saying they read about it in the paper. That was the power of these dinos. People loved reading. The, it was the most popular thing in the newspaper. And I always say, I've written articles about the Celtics, the Patriots over the years, where I've probably had some, you know, controversial opinions and takes on things. And 
I've never received more emails about anything than I did about Dine Out. And never really any more than the time that I wrote about how restaurants should give free refills on soda. But that was a whole different story. So we, we went into this restaurant, wrote this glowing review. They get slammed as a result of it more than they can handle. And from what I was told, it was just a disaster. They were completely in the weeds, couldn't keep up. People were getting upset. People were getting mad. The server was throwing food at people. <laughs> and the I heard from somebody, the final straw from them was when they asked to have their food wrapped up to go, the server got all pissy about it and then ended up wrapping up somebody else's food and giving it to them. Like somebody else's half-eaten food. Which I had happen to me in a restaurant before. Again, that's a different story. But they basically closed down after that and never reopened. So I have the distinction of having closed a restaurant by writing a glowing review. It's very much like we tease Gazelle that he closed China Bell because nobody talked about China Bell for years. Everybody wondered about it, but nobody ever really went there. And he wrote a nice article about how good the food was there, even though nobody seems to ever go there, and they got slammed. So we tease him about that, but I did, I guess, officially close down a restaurant with a good review. Who would have thought such a thing was even possible? 508-996-0500. I also promised you in the last hour that I would tell you about the uh, about the um, classes that are coming for the seniors. I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words. I'm looking right at it here. Uh, Barry has this article up at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app today where Coastline is going to be offering classes free of charge for people age 60 and over from January through May, taught by retired Fairhaven Elementary School teacher Craig Perry. And these classes are going to teach seniors how to use their cell phone, their tablet. So if, you know, let's just say you wanted to be able to get Paramount Plus. You wanted to be able to watch Finest Kind. You wanted to be able to order food from Grubhub or, or DoorDash. Or even just be able to scan a QR code and get a menu when you're out and about. So Coastline is going to offer these classes. And I think you will probably know someone in your life that can benefit from them. All the information is up there on WBSM.com and on the app to be able to reach out to them and set something up. The classes are going to be taught uh, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Android classes on Tuesdays, iPhone classes on Thursdays. And you can contact Coastline directly if you want to RSVP for those courses or to get any more information. I'll say this, if you're thinking about buying a device for someone who is not technologically savvy, an iPhone or an Apple device is probably the way to go. An iPhone, an iPad, if they're not savvy at all, 
Apple's usually the good way to go. That's very easy to operate. And a little bit more universal in being able to ask somebody, excuse me, can you help me with this? I personally prefer Android. I have an iPad. I have a MacBook. But I prefer PC. I prefer Android. But I'm also pretty technologically savvy. So if you're thinking about going out and buying that device today, tomorrow, Saturday, to give to somebody for Christmas, if they are older and they are technologically challenged, Apple's probably the easier way to go. You're, you're going to pay a little more, but it's a little bit user-friendly, we'll say. But check out that article at WBSM.com and on the app, and I think you'll probably know someone in your life that could use one of those free classes. 508-996-0500. You can even call me with a rotary dial phone. Actually, I don't think you can. I don't think those work anymore. I think it has to have the ability to have the, the tones. But anyway, no matter how you want to call, you can do it. If you are technologically savvy, you can send the app chat message on the WBSM app. And you can also send those open line voicemails. Going to take a break, though. We'll be back in just a few moments. They said there'll be peace on earth But instead it just kept on raining A veil of tears for the virgin birth I remember one Christmas morning A winter's light and a distant choir And the peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell eyes full of tinsel and fire and welcome back in. Uh, 508-996-0500. We'll take more of your calls coming up after the news. Very quickly, though, before the news, I want to let you know about some great deal opportunities coming your way at SeizeTheDeal.com. We will have later on today at 9 a.m. two regular size subs from Jersey Mike Subs for just 10 bucks. So that's a heck of a deal, especially, you know, when you're going to be looking for something uh, quick to grab during the week between... Christmas and New Year's, you know, it should come to you in time, I would think. Uh, also, we're going to have tomorrow a couple of deals going on sale. $50 to Inner Bay Cafe and Grill for just $25 and $20 to Ponchero's Mexican Grill for just $10. You can also get $50 to Yaz Chicken for $25. You can get $50 to Canned Heat Craft Beer. They have great South Shore Bar Pizza. Uh, $25 for that. You can get $25 to Pizzoni's for $12.50. $50 to Lolly's Cafe for just $25 and so much more. It's all available at SeizeTheDeal.com. All right, right now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. 
The Colorado Republican Party is hitting back at its state's Supreme Court for the decision to keep former President Donald Trump off the 2024 state primary ballot. Colorado GOP Chairman Dave Williams says he wants to use the caucus system rather than a primary election if he has to. The Colorado Supreme Court decided in a 4-3 vote on Tuesday that Trump violated the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban on January 6, 2021, when he encouraged the violent attack on the U.S. West Capitol. The Senate has closed up shop for the year without a deal on funding for Ukraine or border security. The Senate adjoined on Wednesday and senators aren't scheduled to return to Washington until January 8th. Senate and White House negotiators plan to hold virtual meetings on an emergency foreign aid package over the Christmas and New Year's break. But Congress isn't expected to vote on anything until next month. California will challenge a federal judge's decision to block one of the state's new gun control laws from fully taking effect. The law, slated to go into effect on New Year's Day, bans licensed gun owners from carrying guns into many types of public places, even if they have a concealed carry permit. But on Wednesday, a federal judge said the law is unconstitutional and openly defiant of the Supreme Court. U.S. airlines are prepared for a busy holiday season. The FAA expects today to be the busiest travel day of the of the week and busier than this time last year when stormy weather grounded thousands of flights. The trade group Airlines for America expects more than 39 million people will fly over the holidays. Wells Fargo employees at the bank's branch in Albuquerque, New Mexico, have voted to join a union. The employees voted uh, five to three on Wednesday to join the communications workers of America's Wells Fargo Workers United. The vote makes Wells Fargo the first big U.S. bank with a union. Taters the Cat is the star of a live stream video that's way out of this world. NASA featured the orange tabby cat in its first ever video streamed from deep space by way of laser. The video beamed from 19 million miles away on December 11th took more than 100 seconds to reach the Earth. In sports, the Patriots may be trying to get something for head coach Bill Belichick if they decide to part ways after the season. Belichick was hired by the Patriots in 2000 and has won six Super Bowls with them. New England will be visiting the Denver Broncos on Christmas Eve. The Celtics are back in the win column after blowing out the Kings 144-119 to in Sacramento. Jalen Brown and Derek White each had 28 points to lead the season scoring. Peyton Pritchard chipped in with 20 points off the bench, and Drew Holiday recorded a double-double with 21 points and 10 assists. Saturday afternoon, the Celtics will visit the LA Clippers. And the Bruins have dropped four of their last six games. They begin a three-game road trip when they visit the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you on this Thursday. Everybody, dry conditions across the region, mostly clear skies for this morning, but it does feel like in the mid to low 20s, bundle up, mostly sunny this afternoon. Temperatures in the upper 30s, a few degrees below average, clear and very cold tonight, below 20. And then Friday, even colder, mostly sunny in the mid 30s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
Dios cuadro el lobo de nuestra cordera. Dios cuadro el lobo de nuestra cordera. Río, 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 la guada ribera. Dios cuadro el lobo de nuestra cordera. Dios cuadro el lobo de nuestra cordera. El lobo rabioso la quiso morder, mas Dios poderoso la supo defender. Quiso le hacer que no pudiese pecar, ya no original es tu virgen no tuviera. Río, 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 la guada ribera. Dios cuadro, Dios cuadro, el lobo de nuestra cordera. Dios cuadro, Dios cuadro, el lobo de nuestra cordera. So, Ryushiu is not a Christmas song per se, but it's become a Christmas carol. And part of that was because the monkeys included that in their uh, 1967 Christmas episode. But it's, it, at least with the lyrics that the monkeys sing, it's, a, it's about a roaring river that prevents a wolf from crossing to attack the sheep. And it's not necessarily, again, a Christmas song, but it does incorporate some themes of Christmas about, you know, Jesus being the, the king and uh, that he redeemed us and all of those things. So it's, uh, it's become a bit of a Christmas carol, but it's a beautiful performance either way. And we don't, we don't get to play enough monkeys on, on the radio anymore. I'll play the monkeys all day, every day. And in fact, I do. I listen to them quite a bit. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send in those app chat messages. We were talking earlier about the news, and we have it at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. The news that Borassa Hardware will be closing next month for good after 100 years of serving the north end of New Bedford. And it's an important thing to note. This isn't... Um, you know, that they're going out of business. This isn't that someone bought them out. This isn't uh, that the landlord's kicking them out of the building. They, they told me they don't own the building. Uh, this is the two owners and operators are just retiring. They took the business over. I mean, they, they formally became the owners, taking the business over from their father and uncle in 1997. But they'd really been working there their entire lives. Therese told me about, you know, stocking shelves when she was seven years old, hanging keys. And when she, she recounted for me the first time she ever waited on a customer. I mean, they've been doing this their whole lives. And now they're ready to retire after working six days a week for decades. They're ready to retire. And there is no younger generation that's going to take it over. Her daughter is going to college now to studying communications. And... With no next generation of Borassas to take it over, they just decided it's better to, to close up shop. So they're going to be liquidating everything starting the first week of January. And then they will close the doors for good on January 13th. Then they'll have some, uh, some breakdown and cleanup to do. And then after that, it's on to retirement. And Therese was telling me that she's going to find a, a way to still give back to the community. In, in the conversation that I had with her yesterday, that's what really stood out to me more than anything is how much the Borassas cared about the people that came into the store. That it wasn't about making a sale. 
And in the quote she gave me, the customers remind me that people are people. It's not just selling nuts and bolts. It's connecting with the community. That's what I'll miss most, and I'll just have to find something else that gets me involved in the community. She gave me a, a quote that I didn't use in the story about, you know, the thought process of whether or not it was time to, how, how she knew it was time to move on. She, she did tell me uh, that this was something that started coming up around Thanksgiving. That's where I, when they made the, the, the decision to do this and started putting the plan in motion. But she said kind of what really got her thinking this way is you open up the newspaper and you read the obituaries and you say, well, there's another one of our regular customers who has passed away. And it's, she's not looking at it from a business perspective of, oh, there goes, you know, those sales. She's looking at it as, oh my gosh, part of our extended family has now died. And she said it, it hurt her deeply every time she would see one of their regular customers had passed away. So basically the generations of people who shop there are dying off. And it wasn't something that younger folks were interested in, whether it be shopping there or running it. And so the time has come for them to pack things up and do other things with their lives and having to work six days a week. And rightly so. I believe she's 66. I didn't, I didn't put it in the column in the article because I didn't want to publish somebody's age. But in the Standard Times, they, they put her age in there. So, But that's a well-deserved retirement. If you've been there six days a week for the local community, and I'm sure there were times because everybody knows them, everybody is friends with them, um, I'm sure there were times that, you know, you're, you're home and it's dinner time and somebody calls you and says, oh, my God, this pipe just sprung a leak. Oh, what time are you going to open tomorrow? Well, I'll go down there and I'll get it for you. I'll, go, I'll meet you down there and I'll sell you the part that you need. You know, that, that kind of service that you're not going to get from a, a Home Depot or a Lowe's. You know, when I first moved out on my own, 20... 20 years, over 20 years ago now, 2001, the, the, the first night I was going to sleep in my new house by myself was going to be September 11th, 2001, because there were a couple of TV shows that were going to debut that I wanted to watch, and I said to my mom, I'm going to go to my place. I had been slowly moving in over the course of a couple of weeks. It was just on the other side of town. So I, th I think I'm going to spend the night in my place tonight. She was like, all right, and then went to work. September 11th happened, and she said, would you mind just staying one more night because my dad worked overnights, and it made her feel more comfortable to have somebody home with her and the rest of the kids. So I did, and I ended up staying till Sunday. But anyway, when I first moved out on my own, I went to Abishan Hardware quite a bit. That was kind of my neighborhood hardware store. And although it was a chain, it was a local chain. And it was local people that I knew, friends that I knew who worked there. And so I know exactly what the customers of Barassa Hardware are talking about, about being able to walk in and know that you can ask somebody, hey, I've got to do this. Can you give me any advice on it? 
And not only will they give you advice, they might say, you know what, I'll come by after, uh, after we close up and I'll take a look at it to make sure that we get you the right thing. You know, wh where do you get that kind of service anymore? Again, nothing against the people that work at Lowe's or Home Depot or stores like that, but many of them don't have that, that knowledge base. In fact, I've gone into Home Depot and I've asked for help finding an item. And the person who is assisting me takes out their phone, opens up their phone, types in what I'm looking for, and tells me what aisle it should be on. Meanwhile, I'm holding up my phone to them saying, I already did that. I'm here on A8 and I don't see it. It says here that you have eight in stock. I don't see any of them. And then they look back at their phone and they say, well, according to this, it should be here. Yeah, I know. It's not. Maybe you have some in the back. Maybe it's up top and I can't see it. But like, that's what you're, you're dealing with. And again, nothing against them. They're just not trained carpenters, plumbers, electricians, anything like that. So they don't know enough to say, well, if we don't have that, you could use this instead and, you know, all that. And uh, the caller, uh, uh, I can't remember if it was Shawnee or Mary, one of them, or maybe the other caller, one of them mentioned, it was the other caller, one of them mentioned that you would walk in there and they would try to save you as much money as they could. Yes, you can buy that, but, you know, this is probably cheaper for you. And it'll do the job just as well. Who does that in 2023? Who tries to find you the cheapest way? So that's the kind of service that they gave to the neighborhood. If you'd like to call in with any thoughts, 508-996-0500. Reminder, next hour at 8.30, Brian Helgeland will join us, the writer-director of Finest Kind. If you have questions about the movie... Questions about his career, you can send them to me, Tim at WBSM.com, or send them via app chat, and I will uh, pose some of them to Brian when we have him on with us. Looking forward to that discussion and, uh, and so much more. We'll be back after a quick break. Christmas songs of all time, Father Christmas by the Kinks. So I just got, you know, we, we get these emails all the time from different outlets and it's always like, hey, Tim, thought you might want to know what Massachusetts favorite Christmas songs are. 
And I'm like, no, I really didn't. Because if I wanted to find out, I would I would do my own research. I wouldn't take ones that come from casino websites that are just trying to get us to link to them on our site. But anyway, I did take a look at it anyway because I thought I would bring it up to you. And first of all, like they give every state, they give the three favorite Christmas songs for that state. And I don't know that this is th something that's actually been voted on by anybody. I think it's something that they just made up. Because first of all, every state, somewhere on the list, All I Want for Christmas is You shows up, which is believable because it's the most popular Christmas song of all time now. It's the best-selling Christmas song of all time. It's beaten out White Christmas and all that other stuff. Mariah carries a Christmas juggernaut. But the other two favorite, that's the number three for Massachusetts. The other two favorites, number one is Jingle Bells, which is also a favorite in a lot of other states, but obviously it would be the favorite here. It was written here. Barry wrote a great article about that recently. Google WBSM Jingle Bells. He'll find out all the information about it. But then the other song is Fairy Tale of New York, which is a Pogues song. How many people that do you know listen to the Pogues? How many people, out of all the Christmas songs in the world, all the Christmas songs in the world, the number two most popular Christmas song in Massachusetts is an obscure song by an obscure band. But there's a lot of Irish people in Boston, so the Pogues must be their second favorite song. Nobody knows Fairy Tale of New York. Nobody knows the Pogues. As compared to, oh, I don't know, White Christmas. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, O Come All Ye Faithful, Joy to the World, Silent Night, Deck the Halls. All of those songs are beat out by an obscure song by an obscure band. We're not falling for your BS casino site and weird AI-generated press release. We're not falling for it. Fairy tale. It's a good song. Just, I don't believe that it's the number three most popular Christmas song in Massachusetts. But some, some dope out there is going to write an article on this and cite that as if it's fact. Because they're not going to bother to check. They're going to say, oh, they did all the research for us. No, they didn't. They just made it up. It's all bogus. The Pogues, number two most popular Christmas song in Massachusetts. I mean, other states get White Christmas, The Little Drummer Boy, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad's the number two most popular Christmas song in Kansas. I don't know that I buy that. Apparently, Fairy Tale of New York is also the number two Christmas song in New Hampshire as well. Man. Fairy Tale of New York, though, guess where it ranks in New York? It's only number three. Dumb. Anyway, I got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be right back. Yeah. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, 
popular Christmas song on Massachusetts? I don't think so. M- many of you are like, what is that? I've never heard that. And let's not even mention the problematic later verse with uh, lyrics that I can't even say on the air. So, that's, I don't I don't get that. Anyway, I'm just still shaking my head about this whole thing. That's, that's more popular in Massachusetts than White Christmas? The previous number one Christmas song of all time before Mariah Carey came along? Come on. As uh, as Bill O'Reilly would say, not buying it, Senator. Nope, not buying it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.